I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 19 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free, and why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling and to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. Last month, I forgot to show up at worship practice, which wouldn't be that weird, except that I was leading worship that week and had scheduled the time and the date of that practice. And it wasn't really that I forgot to show up or even that I forgot what time it started. In fact, when the text came through asking if I was coming, I didn't even really have words for why I was not there. I knew what time it started, but somehow thought I still had another hour until that time, even though I knew exactly what time it was. And if none of this explanation makes sense, that's okay. It still doesn't fully make sense to me either. It might help if I fill in some gaps in the story, however. That morning, my husband and I had found out about a friend's passing from cancer. I was journaling about the sadness around this when the text about practice arrived. Also included in my journaling were other anxieties that were surfacing for me that day about parenting in this current culture, about the state of the church and the state of my heart in these days of division. Through the practice of journaling, I was attempting to recenter my spinning soul. Then came the text and immediately I burst into tears, back to spinning. Gratefully, my husband was there to give me a hug and also to offer to drive a friend to the airport that I had agreed to drive after practice, which now would end too late. I arrived at the church 10 minutes later, and the team had already started practice, and everyone was so gracious, but the embarrassment of my error was deep. As we were starting up one of the songs, I glanced down at a text from my husband with four simple words, do not be ashamed. Suddenly the dam broke. I was officially a hot mess. 
I wept through the entire song, unable to get another word out. Something about this actually felt right, though. It was a rather beautiful moment as my leaking soul burst wide open in the midst of my brothers and sisters singing, Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. And as I reflected on my husband's gentle care, naming the exact emotion that he knew was surfacing for me. By the time the song was done, I was not the only one in tears. One of our band members handed me a pack of tissues and I felt seen. And while I couldn't unpack all that was bubbling over for me in that moment, one thing was clear. The state of my soul needed attention. Two days later, I texted my friend Deb and asked if I could come to her ranch and sit in her woods for a while. It was here on the fringes of society, off the beaten path, listening to the wind blow, looking up at the trees swaying, that I felt the recentering begin. In the silence, he met me as I poured out all of my swirling thoughts with him. In fact, that week, my husband and boys were all busy at camp, leaving me with hours to myself daily. I dubbed it my reset week. After the busiest summer of our lives, the quiet became breaths of fresh air to me. I began to remember who I was. Trevor Hudson writes in his book, Discovering Our Spiritual Identity, Practices for God's Beloved, carving out space in our activity-filled lives to be alone with God is a vital ingredient of the Christ-following life. In spite of the enormous demands made on him, Jesus' life is punctuated with such spaces, retreating for 40 days into the silence of the desert, spending a night alone before selecting his 12 companions, withdrawing before sunrise to a solitary place, seeking the solitude of the Gethsemane garden before the Calvary victory. These moments of silence and solitude were the secret of his life. In them, Jesus was able to nurture his intimate communion with Abba, replenish his resources for compassionate ministry, wrestle with that dark, tempting voice intent on enticing him into illusion, and renew his body in restful relaxation. If Jesus needed these spaces, surely our need is even greater. The reality for me is that these days are filled with the pull toward distraction by the latest news story or crisis and my own anxieties that surface when I pay attention to them. Sometimes I compare the state of my heart to a cell phone outside of its network, roaming, 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 looking for home. I am more convinced than ever that recentering for me doesn't happen in the center of these crises. It happens on the fringes, in the margins, away from chaos. It is in those spaces where I find Jesus and can hear his still, small voice. Ruth Haley Barton writes in her book, An Invitation to Solitude and Silence, 
The invitation to solitude and silence is an invitation to enter more deeply into the intimacy of relationship with the one who waits just outside the noise and busyness of our lives. It is an invitation to communication and communion with the one who is always present, even when our awareness has been dulled by distraction. It is an invitation to the adventure of spiritual transformation in the deepest places of our being, and adventure that will result in greater freedom and authenticity and surrender to God than we have yet experienced. I wonder, friend, if Jesus might be inviting you into this adventure. And so today, I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. When you consider the practice of silence and solitude, what stirs for you? In what ways have you engaged with this discipline? And is it possible that Jesus is inviting you to begin an even deeper new adventure with him in this way? And question two, instead of a question, I would like to invite you to take five minutes right now to find a quiet place and to practice silence. Consider pausing the podcast and setting a timer as you do. In those moments of quiet, simply allow whatever is in the interior of your heart to rise up. You can resist any urge to fix or to judge whatever surfaces. Simply allow yourself to feel any emotions and name them to Jesus. And then when your time is up, you can thank God for his presence with you during these quiet moments. And then, would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. The prophet Elijah has just run for his life and hidden in a cave after challenging the prophets of Baal. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we are pulled in so many directions these days, and it is making us anxious and weary and overwhelmed. We need you to center us in the safety and security of the palm of your hand. 
would you help us engage in the practices that will tether us to you outside the noise and the busyness of our lives? And as a result, would you transform the deepest places of our being? It's in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Arrett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.